And so they're there, and, and imagine, like, the, the string is coming out of their mouth, hanging down, donut on the other end. Someone lays down at, the, at their feet, no. yes, and eats the donut with no hands. <laughs> Listen, Lauren, I don't know about you, but that definitely sounds like some porn. Hey, this is Lauren. Hi, this is Montbreed. And this is I'm Confused and I Hate This, a podcast about religion. Uh, today's a special episode because, as you can maybe hear, we're a little muted because Memphrey and I are in the same room recording this, this which is, is so exciting. The first time this is happening. Yes, and we're wearing masks and we're inside and uh, we're recording off the same microphone. For is, the first time! For the first time! Um, and it feels great! It does. <laughs> To be able to look into your eyes. I know. It's going to be, and like talk over each other a little bit. Yeah. Yes. That's so nice. (laughs) Yes. Uh, The beauty of Zoom is that you can do, you can see your friends, but you can't, you can't talk the same way, you know? Like it just. No, yeah. Yeah. It definitely takes away from like the natural kind of uh, banter. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're like, wait, you're frozen. Yeah. (laughs) There have been a couple times like while editing that you'll just like. There have been times where we're recording where Memphrey will be like cracking a joke, but my screen will be totally frozen, and she'll like say something really funny, and there'll just be silence. Yeah, for me. actually, it happens often. Yeah, and I'm like, oh damn it! <laughs> You're like, does she not think I'm funny? I got over it. I was like, whatever. I'm still gonna riff my jokes. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 good to be in the same room for sure. <laughs> yeah. Today's episode is also cool because mm-hmm. it's different. We didn't do a lot of research yeah. because it's personal. Yeah. Like, we're talking about personal funny stories that we experienced in the Gurdwara Saib or at church. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk about some stories that we have from mm-hmm. our respective religious texts. Yeah. That also might be, like, astounding or cool or things that maybe folks don't talk about enough yeah yeah it's we're we realized like with all these like deep episodes that we were getting a little burnt out as far as like (laughs) just the amount of like inner work we had to do to like (laughs) go to that place and like be in there and both of us were just like five episodes in we're like oh i don't don't know (laughs) uh yeah we were like maybe let's do we need a break break. so this is our break episode yeah it's gonna be really fun i Mm -hmm. had i had a good time like it was challenging to think of like specific memories from Gordora that were super funny and positive, mm-hmm. but I found some. Oh yeah, and they're wild. Yeah, because <laughs> they're not. I don't think that happened at church at all. There are some like I've got stories. There's yeah. like I have a couple funny ones, uh, or I have one funny one, and then I have a couple like that is wild kind of. Oh really? Oh yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Do you want to start? Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, the first story of Lauren's past comes from <laughs> referencing my notes. Like a Christmas story. It does, yeah. Um, okay, so I'll start with the funny story just because that's what we're. The I, I like that vibe. Mm. Um, all right, so youth group is a place where famed for its games to try to essentially the pattern the the structure of a youth group. You go in Tuesday or Wednesday night. And for me, growing up, I went to this huge church. There were like 200 kids at youth group, 250 kids at youth group in middle school. Yeah. Yeah, it was insane. My um, eyes. Yeah, I know. Oh my just God. like over the mask, like <laughs> my eyes just got so big. <laughs> okay. Um, and so essentially what you do is you come in, there's, for us, there was like pizza and like food and stuff. So everyone like eats there and then um, you like... Then there's, like, some general, like, maybe there's worship. I don't remember if there was, but what is important to the structure of any youth group is the games. And so anyone who grew up in the evangelical church knows what I'm talking about. Youth group games. Oh, really? Yes. So you do just, like, stupid shit to, like, try to break people out of their shells. And then, like, it's such a... Dude, the evangelical church is so weird. And so, like, you do, like funny games and then the pastor comes up and he's all cool and he gives you a word and then you go home so it's like it's, it's like he'll, he'll like give his like speech and try to make it like hip and relevant and all this stuff uh-huh. but the games are a part of like getting you like out of your shell so you're like making friends and you're whatever so anyway you do like all kinds of weird stuff but the game that sticks out most in my mind is the donut game so do you and a lot donuts? of donuts 
Uh, well, I'll sh- I'll tell you. Oh, okay. So like another part of youth group games is that there people like look back on these and are just like, was this like okay for people to do? Yeah. <laughs> because so here's what you do, and I might do a visual aid, which is unhelpful for for a podcast. But um, so essentially, what happens is you attach a donut to a long string, and so one one side is like tied to the donut, the other side, the other end of the string you put it in someone's mouth and that person stands with the donut string in their mouth and like just with a wide stance and hands behind their back. And so they're there and and imagine like the, the string is coming out of their mouth, hanging down donut on the other end. Someone lays down at the, at their feet. Yes. And eats the donut with no hands. (laughs) Listen, Lauren, I don't know about you, but that definitely sounds like some porn. It is so mm-hmm. inappropriate. Mm-hmm. It is so inappropriate. It is. <laughs> like, I don't know. Who, that's one of the ones that, like, what, I look when, back. Where, what the fuck? I look back and I'm like, that was, like, massively weird. Like, it was so weird. That is strange. And so, you have one person, and they're like, essentially, these people are connected by mouths in a string. <laughs> I'm stressed. Again, Im- <laughs> imagine middle schoolers doing this. You're at peak puberty. You don't know, like, what is what. You know, you don't know what's up and what's down. And all of a sudden, there you are standing. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. And no. someone's, like, chasing around this donut with their mouth. No. So bad. So gross. But this is the evangelical church. Wow. I'm going to ask all of my Christian friends about the donut game. Yes. I feel like it's pretty universal. Like, everyone has their version of some weird game that was, like, not probably appropriate. appropriate, But, like, oh, my God. I, like, sometimes I, like, think, like, just in my spare thinking time, I sometimes think about the donut game. (laughs) just be like what in just the like, heck oh <laughs> do they still do that to this day or? i don't know i don't know you know what i, wanna, I don't know any middle school i want my life's mission to be like get rid of the donut game. we're not doing the donut game no more <laughs> yeah i'm sorry just an anti-donut game campaign i'm just all about not ever letting anyone do that <laughs> if my sister came home and was like yeah dd today at school i played the donut game i would lose my shit and burn her school down i would <laughs> It's just like you can't you can't let kids who are like going through puberty like it's already so confusing. <laughs> and then imagine imagine at the same time you're going through like purity culture talks at the same time. That's crazy. Imagine, it's very like, confusing. And, like, all the homophobia and you're a dude who's laying under a dude for the first time and you're like oh my god I am feel I gay? <laughs> or like a girl laying I under hope this a girl. doesn't awaken anything in me. You know that's. That's a lot to go through. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Well, mine's not. Mine's PG. <laughs> I think all of mine touch on purity culture now that I'm looking at this. So, um, Sorry. well, I guess Sorry. maybe we have to talk about that. Um, yes, we do. Yeah. We do, we do. Ours, for us, we have this thing at the Gordoro where we come in and we take our shoes off and mm-hmm. we um, make sure our heads are covered. So mm-hmm. if you don't have a turban and if you don't have uh, like a headscarf, mm-hmm. then you there's like an option, like a little basket that has like these uh, bandanas and you tie those. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and that is in the name of equality. So like in in the Guru Granth Sahib, it's a very big thing to like be equal. So mm. obviously, if you kept your shoes on, you could see who's poor and who's like of a different class. Or, oh. Yeah, and if you um, don't have your head covered, then you're different. Mm. So like you have to just all be the same. Equal. Wow. Yeah. And so in doing that, there is a fuck ton of shoes <laughs> at a space uh-huh. in every gurdwara. And when I was growing up, there was no rhyme or reason. Like, people would just come in and, like, throw their shoes. There was, like, cubbies. But people would stack their, like, their family shoes yeah. in there. Somehow and, like, never enough cubbies, I'm assuming. There's never enough cubbies. Just get more cubbies. What's all, the issue? All of these dadis, these grandmas would just put, like, shove, like, shoes of their families. Like, even if you took them off in a row, she would be like, nope. Good. Like, this will keep them safe. Yeah. <laughs> because there was this phenomenon of shoe stealing. <gasps> of course there was. People are stupid. People are dumb. Why? <laughs> and so, like, I've lost a good number of shoes. And, and 
<laughs> I will say that women lose their shoes more than oh. men do because we usually come with sandals and things that are easily like switched around. Yeah. Um, like if it's not your size, it's probably still fine. Yeah. Yeah. And like also just like it's a sandal. Like who's really yeah. gonna miss a sandal? You know what I mean? But I've had some some of my guy cousins and guy friends lose like you know their air nice. forces and like yeah, yeah like that's what I was thinking. Like lost some good shoes. Like I feel like I would never wear nice shoes. Don't wear your nice no. shoes to the bro. No. It's not a quality anyway. So come barefoot. <laughs> And people are going to see you with those shoes. Who cares? Come with your socks. Like, it's fine. And so, you know, I've had a good number of shoes miss, gone missing. Wait, so then... you've exited the Gordora barefoot a lot of times is what I'm assuming happens. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and usually I'll also just find, like, some shoes that kind of resemble mine. And I'll just be like, well, I guess I'm taking these. Wow. And, but there was one time, and this is a story from, like, my, like, I think in Manteca it was happened. Uh-huh. And um, I was a little bit older, so maybe like 12 or 13. We go to the Gordara, and I come out, and I see this, like, old dadi just, like, like take my shoes. And I'm looking at her, and she's looking at me, and she puts the shoes on. <laughs> Make eye contact. <laughs> and then she's, like, walking away, like, to her family's car. And no. I was like, fuck no! She walked eyes In the you. name of God, I'm chasing this woman. <laughs> so I, like... <laughs> I like shuffle through people to get to her as fast as I can. And I look at her and I was like, BBG, those are my shoes. And she's like, basically said like, these are my shoes. Like, you don't know what you're saying. You don't know what you're saying. These are my shoes. And I was like, if you don't give me my bedazzled fucking flip back, I don't know what I will do, but I'm sure it's sacrilegious. And so I just look at her dead in the eyes. And I was like, no, BBG, those are my shoes. And we just kept going back and forth until, no like, way. her younger granddaughter comes out. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, she explains to her BB, like, you know, these are not your shoes. Oh my God. And she finds her shoes and brings them. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. Dude. And I was so upset. Dude, but she wanted those bedazzled sandals. She really want. I mean, they kind of matched her suit, to be honest, but... I was upset. That's why she wanted them, dude. <laughs> you know, so at like funny. 12 slash 13, like we were really into two things. It was chokers yes. and things that were bedazzled. Yes, we you know were. I mean? Yeah. So I was like, you are not. <laughs> I value those shit. sandals. I love them. Yeah, dude. And they were like three bucks, but it's fine. <laughs> Still important. <laughs> so, dude, yeah. I, I can't wait to play the old person card where you're just like, oh, I'm confused. I don't understand what you're saying to me. And just be like, hey, 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 these are my sandals now. It's just so wild. <laughs> Yeah. Dude. I mean, I know I would do right. that shit. <laughs> you're like, just go to the order and you're like, mm. oh, Those yeah. are nice. Those are nice. I kind of, you know, I feel key. like it makes like a chain of like someone's, like one person steals sandals and then there's just a chain of people who are shoeless who are like, well, I guess I'm taking these. Yeah. So it wasn't even really like, I don't think I should call it shoe stealing. I think it was a it's, shoe exchange. Yeah. We all learned how to fucking exchange and thrift early in our lives. <laughs> You know, we are one. <laughs> our <laughs> shoes are one. Yeah, clearly our shoes are clothes. Like, mm, sucks mm. to suck, man. <laughs> Don't wear your your fucking what is what is it called? Your Louboutins to the Gordora. Somebody's gonna steal that shit. Someone is gonna steal that shit. I feel like you're asking people to steal that shit wearing <laughs> Louboutins. You know. Wow. All right. How can I top? I feel like we're. I should have stacked these in order of how interesting they are because I feel like we're just gonna try to. <laughs> Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So in the vein of, of, uh, purity culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, so I went to private Christian high school. Um, yeah. and, uh, one day every three years so that you got a rotation. It's, it's important. We would take a whole day. So you, you know, like, you know, it's a high school. So you filter out, you know, the people who are like seniors get to see this person twice, but everyone else gets to see them like once. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, there's this guy named Brad Henning okay. who would come and do an all day. We'd take the no classes for the day, just do this like random conference thing that he would do. And you'd pile all these high schoolers into the the theater and we would just like he would just have the whole day to like do his spiel. And his spiel was um, men and women are different, purity culture. He was kind of a comedian. It's so bad. It's so bad. Here are some things I learned from Brad Henry. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. You're not even ready for this. Okay. Here are some things I learned. Um, Men and women are inherently different. Sure. 
men are goal oriented, women are detail oriented. Like just what? Just as a blanket statement. <laughs> just as a blanket statement. And I believed it for so long until I realized I'm goal oriented and detail oriented is a job description thing that I've had to work so hard on. For you know the work that we do, like it yeah. has to be detail oriented. But I'm not like, yeah. and, and I, it's just something that I've developed over time. But for the longest time, I thought I was like, well, women are detail oriented, men are goal oriented, whatever. And I was like, just as a the blanket wild. statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Those poor young impressionable minds. Yeah, and he also gave us the like purity culture talk, which was just like you know it's chewed up gum, you know you like you know, two pieces of paper glued together, you rip them apart. chewed up gone. Oh, yeah, yeah, I should explain this. That's an evangelical shorthand. So, um, some of the uh, images that people use to describe giving up your your virginity before marriage is that it's like, you know, someone, someone, you know, you give your virginity away to someone, that person chews gum, you're that piece of gum, and then once you break up with that person, they give that gum back to you. But it's chewed up gum. And then you're going to try to give that chewed up gum to somebody else when you go marry them? No, you're chewed up gum. Yes. Yes. Two. Um, okay, A, that would be a king for somebody. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> the evangelical church just creating kings. Ah! Okay, continue, please. <laughs> um, the other one is like, you take two pieces of paper, and you put glue on both of them, and then you stick the pieces of paper together. And then you like wait a little bit, wait for them to adhere, and then the speaker or whoever is like, "This is what happens when you have sex with somebody." And then you like pull them apart, and of course there's like rips of pieces of paper to each other, and they're like, "This is what it looks like once you break up with that person." And then you're gonna try to glue this dumb piece of paper that's all ripped and stuff to somebody else. I swear to God, I saw yeah. an installation at like three different modern art museums that mm-hmm. were ripped up piece of paper glued onto a canvas. Yeah, so, yeah. You I mean, it's what? just like yeah, and then it's other stuff like his Brad Hennings was he had an apple, and he'd be like, when you have sex with somebody outside of marriage, that person takes a bite out of the apple, and then he like he would like go around and he'd like give the apple to somebody in the crowd, and they'd be like, I don't want that apple; it has a bite in it. And he'd be like, exactly. Fuck that, dude. Fuck I would have taken a bite out of that apple. Mm-hmm. I, I just, to spite you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he would, and during the day, he would tell all these stories of all these students who had talked to him after his talk. And I remember one so vividly, which was just like, he was like, I knew this couple in high school and they were having sex like every day. They were having sex every day. And, um, you know, he, and he kept saying the phrase like, you know, boys, you know, you want to you wanna have sex with your girlfriend? Like, she's beautiful. Her body won't quit. He kept saying the phrase, her body won't quit, at a Christian high school where he's teaching purity culture. Like, teaching boys and girls not to have sex with one another. To be honest, teaching women not to have sex with anybody, if we're being, like, fully transparent. Yeah. Um, but he literally just kept saying the phrase, like, her body won't quit. And it's like a 50-year-old white man who's like talking to all these high schoolers. I just remember being like, this feels weird, <laughs> but like not being able to like Vocalize do it. it. Yeah. And like, I, I just like recently have been thinking about my high school and like all the really fucked up shit that went down there. And like, that is one of them. <laughs> yeah, that is And just be like, thing. I can't believe they allowed a 50-year-old dude to like sexualize women in this way and then be like, don't have sex. And also like, Yeah wild <sighs> anyway not a fun story but just like a no, whack story really, no it's really like wild yeah actually. yeah yeah because i didn't have that experience you know yeah like at the yeah. gordora like they talk about it but not really mm-hmm. not like the way that christians talk about it you know Dude, i have christians so talk many, about it all the time <laughs> i have so many christian friends who just were afraid of sex and then even yeah. when they get yeah. married they're afraid of sex yes and, like yeah. what a fucked up way to live your life yeah you know because like yeah that's supposed to be a really beautiful part of like being human mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be scary yeah it shouldn't it's be so scary. Wild. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> no. We got a bad. We got a bad relationship with sex in general. Oh. It's it's so bad. <laughs> Well, my anyway. story is uh, definitely about food. Bring so. us <laughs> I'm down for that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, literally like, 
something that I love about the gordura and everyone I take to the gordura loves about the gordura is our lunga. Oh, yes. Right? Where it's yeah. like the free food. Mm-hmm. And um, so basically the description for folks who aren't familiar is that at every gordura, you have two things available to you. One is unlimited food at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't have to make it a, don- a donation, but it's customary to make a $1 donation. Mm-hmm. Um, at the... At the uh, kind of at the Guru Granth side where you bow. Mm. But, you know, if you're not religious sick and mm. you don't want to go in and do that, you are always welcome to just come and eat the food. Mm. Um, and then the second thing that's always available is housing. So if you're homeless or if you need help or you need shelter, like temporary shelter, they'll always welcome you until you're able to, like, figure out what to do. Wow. Oh, I didn't know that part, actually. That's really cool. Yeah. So food and shelter are always available. And, uh, yeah, it's wow. so good. Like, oh, my God. Like, on a Sunday morning, <laughs> the fucking bakore and the samose and the fresh ja and, like, all of the fucking roti and Dude. the dal and the sho- Oh, my God. Dude. The shole at any gordora will blow your mind. Like, it's just so good. I'm so ready to... Once this pandemic's over, you got to... You gotta take me somewhere. I actually just took Andrew and Aubrey like a month ago. Oh my god! And there was no one at the Gordora. Everyone had masks on. Yeah, yeah. But literally, like, no one at the Gordora. Like, yeah. it was empty, and we just went and had food. <laughs> um, just here for the food. And it was so good. I mean, they both wanted to see what the Gordora was yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. But it was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, anytime. But yeah, oh. so this story is around just like people taking advantage of the longer hall and uh and my mom actually grew up call, like telling me that this is called the dollar buffet the uh. the, the one dollar buffet but, but is she so wrong the way that she would explain longer to people is like oh it's like the dollar buffet like you pay a dollar and you eat as much as you want and i'd be like mom no you can't go around and tell people that it's just a fucking buffet <laughs> she's like well am i wrong it's like <laughs> no, i mean little memory just being like this is a spiritual practice yeah i was like i mean i get it no but i used to call it a dollar buffet too <laughs> for a long time i was well, like yeah well, I mean, your parents are you know like yeah and no for real though lauren like people would come in like straight up and not even go into like temple and just go straight to Lunger and you Skip would see, right to the food you would room. see like these old like BBs and like uncles yeah. just like piling food onto trays and then asking for foil and then taking oh, it home. No. And like literally hey, listen, like, in a buffet you can't take home leftovers. Oh, but you can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can. You can take food home for your whole oh. family for like your friends. And they would do that. They would just come in and, like, take as much food as they could carry out into their cars and go. And I would just be like, I mean, I guess if you're struggling, but goddamn. Like, but it's like, you know people aren't struggling. No. <laughs> you yeah. know they No, those struggling. people were definitely not struggling. Because yeah. they would drive away in their, like, Mercedes. And I'd be like, oh, no. Your family was just lazy, bro. Like, you didn't want to sit through this whole, like, morning prayer to oh. get the food. Oh my god. So that shit was always funny to me and I was like Dude, I love the, shaking my head. I love the criminals that are at the corner just like stealing <laughs> shoes. Stealing, <laughs> stealing food. You guys see someone drive off in a Mercedes with a bag full of shoes <laughs> and a bag full of tinfoil over. <laughs> Dude, it's wild. Yeah. I would always be like, Are you oh sure god. that they're allowed to do that? And they're like, uh, Yes, but like everyone is welcome. <sighs> they can take as much food. And I'm like, <laughs> I guess, yo, but, you know, my mom and my um, aunts and stuff would, like, make food in the back. It's like, y'all really are working hard. Like, yeah. I'm sure you want to just give away the food. <laughs> Which is very Dude. anti-sick of me, but yeah. Well, it's, yeah. it's wild. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, it's it's cool, though, that the food is really good, you yeah. know? Because it could easily just be, like, someone phoning it in and being yeah. like, eh, just make this and this and this, That's whatever. Yeah. yeah. But it's, like, good stuff. Oh, it's really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's because you have all these, like, actual aunties and, like, grandmas. Just, and now, actually, uncles and, and grandpas oh, helping, yay. too. Oh, yeah. The so. world is changing for the better. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. My story now. Uh, my third personal story. Um, so, when I was at my Christian high school, uh, we would, the week before spring break or Easter break, mm-hmm. because of Christian school, 
Mm-hmm. It's Easter break, not spring break. Um, and so the week before that, the whole school would take a week to do a mission trip, like a short-term mission trip. So um, for a lot of times, like obviously based in the Bay Area, Mexico is a really easy place to get to. Yeah. You take a bunch of vans, just drive everyone down, and then we'd build houses. This is actually like pretty common for, for Christians anywhere really in the U.S. Like oh. a lot of people come to Mexico and like build houses um, for whatever reason. I don't know why, but um, yeah. And then like in, in, while you're there, you know, you're there for a week. You like do a VBS for the kids. Like you do a little Bible, Bible school for the kids, which um, I don't know if I've talked about, but it's kind of fucked up. That's another story. <laughs> but, okay. Okay. Um, so anyway, uh, table that. Uh, <laughs> wow. All right. All right. Just quick teaser for maybe the future. Um, yeah. So you just build houses and um, you're like, you, there's always like this big, like, plot of land that we would stay at where you just camp in tents and like you have porta potties and you don't shower um and like you know you have this like all the like junior and senior boys were on the a team and they were the people who went like a couple days early to like set up camp and like build the porta potty stations and whatever and mm. um like there's be some moms who would like go down and prep to like feed all these like high schoolers you know it was like 400 people like just like That's in a, a field yeah and just like everyone building houses and so um this thing developed and this is actually a phenomenon common to short-term mission trips um but we called it mexico magic which is you like fall in love with someone who's like on your site with you building the house with Please you. stop. Please stop. <laughs> yes. And so there would be all these different stories. You know, you get back to camp and you're like, oh my God, like I think I like so-and-so. Like, and you're just like, it's like a real thing. And then you flirt with that person for a week. And like, it's kind of this joke of like, you see that person carry, like playing like jump rope with a, with a bunch of Mexican kids. Like, and you're just like, wow, that person is actually really handsome <laughs> oh my like you see Lord. them like caring for people and you see them like working hard and you're all together and the hormones are everywhere and you're just like <laughs> you're like i think i like that person mexico magic there were a lot of couples that came out of those mission trips actually did you fall into the i did have a crush on a couple people while i was like building houses she with them a couple a couple mm-hmm. people it's powerful dude you're just, <laughs> you're just in you're just you're you're working hard you're working on a project with people you're building something together you're seeing them care about people you no, see them worshiping like... jesus and you're like I, I that person is yeah. the kind of person i want in my life that's the and then you get back to children. high school and then you see them like just being a dumb boy with other high schoolers and you're like hey <laughs> never mind <laughs> Like, where did that magic go? Never mind. And it's always someone in, like, a weird group because these sites are, like, literally strangers just jumbled up and you just are in a group of, like, 20 people who are building a house together. So it's, like, people you never interact with. You're like, oh, that's kind of... Whatever. But, yeah, Mexico magic. But it's a common thing. Like, people, like, go to Africa on short-term mission trips and they're, like... And it's, like, this joke of, like, you see them holding an African kid, like, a poor African kid, and you're like, oh, he's got, like paternal tendencies i hate everything about this it's horrible it's actually <laughs> terrible and i it's it makes me cringe harder than anything else i ever but like also committed it in makes sense like drea and i were just talking about the idea that like something about a dude who can like build things and carry stuff and like <laughs> Be rugged. I feel like it's evolution just being like, that person could build me a nest. <laughs> yes. No, it is. That person's going to provide for me. <laughs> yes, exactly. He can fucking gather and hunt. All right. And I will flourish. <laughs> like, that's literally. I like, never have to build anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I don't ever want to build anything. <laughs> no. no. I'm like, please. It's, it's 2021. We don't have to build anything. <laughs> no, like when I saw Andrew like carry some like big ass box like up the stairs one day, I was like, you're like, oh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, do that but with wood. <laughs> Let's go into the field and just chop it. Isn't it fun when you realize some like, um, some evolutionary thing in you that's like, Oh. Yeah, which is, I think, like, that is what it is for men. And then for yeah. men, it's definitely, like, I mean, it's for women. And for men, it's definitely, I think, like, a woman who cooks, like, mm. really well. Yeah. He's know? like, I never have to worry about eating. Yeah. And I, and I know, like, a lot of people, um like, 
say a lot of crap about that, right? Like, mm-hmm. you don't need a woman to know how to cook yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah. To, yeah, but, like, also, like, it kind of does feed into that whole, like, evolutionary narrative. I don't know yeah. the, the basis or the science behind it, but, yeah. like, it definitely makes sense. Yeah. You know, for Maybe. a dude to be like, oh. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder if it's, like, just the idea of, like, seeing into the future and being like, this person could care for me. You know, just like yeah. I don't have to do all the work. Yes, <laughs> just like yes. let's let's and partner up. Nice. Let's like get this partnership going. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, it is nice. Well, speaking of um, oh, did nice we things perfectly? Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. no, this is That's the is this? It's actually really not nice. It's oh, okay. called drama at the Gordora. I love it. And <laughs> it involves shoes <laughs> or food. Yeah, no, I had like really lame names for them, but this one's called drama at the Gordora. Oh, and, I didn't name my stories, but yes. Uh, no, literally, You're... it's called shoe stealing and then lunger. Okay. <laughs> so it, it wasn't fun or anything, but this one is the most dramatic. I love it. And it's not even dramatic, but it's like about the the petty fucking aunties at the Gordora that ruin lives. Oh my know? god. And make it hard for you to want to be at the Gordora, you know? Because. Oh. Because you're at Gordora, you're supposed to be kind. Uh, well, and you're yeah. supposed to care about people. Uh-oh. And you're supposed to be empathetic. I don't like this preamble. And, oh, no, yeah, it's great. And then <clears throat> you have to be um, pleasant. And in the vein of the being pleasant, you have pleasantries in the way that you talk. Uh-huh. Okay. So you'll have an auntie who will know about the business of another auntie and be like, I heard that your business is so slow. So why don't I go pray for you and make a donation on your behalf? <laughs> oh, if you don't get your auntie ass face oh out my of God. my mom's face, bro. Like, oh, my mm. God. Just, like, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, there would be so many times where it would be like, Oh, my God. I heard that your daughter has a boyfriend. And I'll go pray for her so it'll be fine. I heard that your son is with a white girl. Let me oh. just... And, like, in front of everyone, you know? Like, they're, it's, like, really... Oh like, they're God. just really catty, like, bored housewives <laughs> for the most part. And I would just be, like, sitting there, like... Y'all, this is... Y'all are dramatic. That's what this is. You'll see all these, like, BBs and, like, aunties and stuff just, like, huddled. At the Gordora, like, just talking mad oh. shit about the other huddles of BB's Nazis. <laughs> and you're just like, what is happening? Like, are we in high school? Oh, my God. It's so wild to me. But, yeah, that's just, like, the, the idea of the um, the pleasant shade is what I call it. Pleasant shade. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the using prayer as, like, a weapon is, like, common. I don't know about, like, it's com- very common in Christian circles, for yeah. sure, of yeah. just, like, uh yeah uh joke of just like you know you you find someone who's gay and you're like oh i'll pray for you yeah i'll pray for you to not be gay is what i mean by that (laughs) yeah no literally yeah it's i that's so funny though that they're just like you know what we've been in the house for a long time i can i can relate to being a bored house person you know I and you're just do. like, God, no one has anything going on in their life that I that is interesting that I can talk no, about. No, man. That. Sometimes I'm just out here like, am I creating drama for fun? <laughs> you're like, oh, I get it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry <laughs> to anyone who's around me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's true. You're just like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. <clears throat> okay, so... So now we're going to transition to, like, st- crazy stories from our holy texts. Because I feel like the narratives that, like, get built, like, there's not... We talk about these, like, deep themes and, like, deep connections between culture and religion, but we don't... We never just, like, zero in... Never. We have five episodes. We never just, like, zero in on, like... You know, it's it's just, like, we, we don't... It's fun to zero in on these, like, individual snapshots of just, like, crazy things that happen. Yeah. That are, like, historically recorded. And, um... Why not, you know? Fun episode. It is a fun episode. Yeah. And I think, like, yeah, there's definitely some stories I never heard of before. Yeah. 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 Looking this up, I was like, what? 
<laughs> Who are these people? What's I happening? know. I had to like look up a couple stories that I I've, I've like shorthanded, but I don't mm. know the details. And mm. now I know the details, and it's a wild. Oof. Okay, I'll start. Um, okay, so there is all of my stories come from the Old Testament, which is the like pre-Jesus book. Oh, okay. So everything that happened before Jesus, um, and a lot of it is just like stories, records of family lineage. Um, yeah, and just like a lot of crazy shit went down. It was a span of like, I don't know, 4,000 years of just like life in the Middle East as kingdoms were rolling in and coming out and people are just like a lot of, a lot of turmoil. It's a lot about like, um, you know, the Jewish people as they go through like all different kinds of people trying to get them, you know, like... Yeah. Um, times when things were good, times when things were bad. So anyway, that's the backdrop. Um, there's this king. Um, I talked about King David in our prayer episode, episode mm. two. Yeah. Who's like handsome, smart, kind of a fuck up, yeah. really close relationship with God. His son, Solomon, okay. King Solomon, um, yeah. is fabled to be like the wisest king. Um, also had like a thousand wives and concubines and all this stuff. Um, but was like the wise king. And that yeah. was like his reputation. So I feel like a lot of people know like the gist of the story or know that it's out there, but um, there's one like t- story of these these two mothers who come to Solomon and they're like, we have a we have a question for you for you to resolve. Mm-hmm. There's two mothers and one son. Both mothers say, "This is my son." Totally different families. They're like, "This is my son," and she's trying to take him from me. And um, the other mother is like, you know, th- no, she's lying. Like, this is my son. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one of the mothers, their son died. And, you know, it's accusing of stealing another son. And back then, like, that's like economic stability. It's like, who's going to take care of you? You know, who's going to earn all these things? It's like, it's important. Yeah. Um, so Solomon says, like, here's the solution. <laughs> Cut the child in half. Oh, you both get one half. That's literally just like his solution. I don't know. <laughs> That's how what he tells them. And then, and then, like I don't remember how far they go towards that solution. But one of the mothers, one of the mothers says, "No, no, no! Don't cut him. She can have him." And he goes, "You're the real mother. Problem solved." Actually, a smart dude. That was smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, people, like, always paint that as, like, the craziest story in the Bible, but it's not. It's just, like, a good, like... Oh, wow. Find the truth here. It was... That is a good story. Yeah, right? I like that. Yeah, right? That reminds Cut me the of, child in half. <laughs> that reminds me of my high school counselor who was, like... I was really confused about going between UC Berkeley and UCLA. Oh. And he told me to just flip a coin mm-hmm. and, like, obviously assign heads and tails mm-hmm. to whatever. And then he put it flipped and he landed and he covered it mm-hmm. and he was like okay what do you think it is and i said a which was berkeley, berkeley. wow and he's like well that's the one Whoa! and i was like what i was like show me and he's like no that's the one i was like dude <laughs> <laughs> so like, as it. a college counselor i'm sure yeah. he does that all the time <laughs> yeah yeah he's like this is the this is the move yeah, yeah. oh wow Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really interesting, like mm. that kind of, that kind of, yeah, thought it's experiment. like wisdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you already know what you want. Yeah, yeah. And need. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's cool. I really like that. Okay, your turn. Well, mine's about um, Guru Nanak, and this is like the fables of Guru Nanak going around for like the 30 years or so that he was going around trying to spread the word of... Mm-hmm. Um, was he the first guru? Yeah. Okay. Guru Nanak is the first guru, and mm-hmm. um, he was, like, the wise and devoted and loyal to the things that he spiritually was learning and, like, had been given by God. So <clears throat> this is one of the stories in which he and his companions, uh, Mardana and Bala, were traveling to Kashmir. And it's a country at that time. Um, and now it's a region mm-hmm. that's fought over intensely. That's how I know the name. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, at that time it was the country of Kashmir. <laughs> um, and they came to the city of um, Srinagar. And <clears throat> during his like travels, Guru Nanak was really known for like doing various really cool shit. Mm-hmm. And um, this one is about him... 
and a fl- and a dude on a flying carpet. <laughs> no way! <laughs> right? Oh yeah. All my Disney so, dreams are coming true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so a lot of these stories were about like Guru Nanak coming across people who were idol idol worshiping, like mm. like Hindu um, followers who are idol worshiping, and what that means is like. In Hinduism, there's a lot of statues for all of their various gods, mm-hmm. and they pray to them, and they pray to them like they're gonna solve all their problems. Hmm. Um, so there's a different god for different things, like you know Ganesh for like wealth, and um, another god for like longevity and like life source, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you you have these people who really get sucked into that mm. instead of like focusing on yourself and really trying to do those things for for your own self. Mm. Yeah. And so there's a lot of these pundits and these pundits kind of help guide people in their idol wor- worshipping and um, some of these stories revolve around Guru Nanak coming across those folks and them being very jealous of people flocking to his natural light and like mm. his freedom in thinking mm-hmm. you know and, and, and telling people like you don't have to do these things to like mm-hmm. be one with God because you already are yeah how different you know yeah and and at that time it was wild so people don't like that people don't like a new thought (laughs) people don't like that so this was a a guy um his name was brandas and he was like very devoted to the goddesses and had gained like specific powers and Mm. he owned and used his powers for a magic carpet um and he was like you know what like i hear guru nanak's in town and like i'm gonna get on my fucking supernatural carpet and fly over there and impress him and like take these people away from him and like follow me and what i know wow um so he goes and he levitates up and he shows up into this crowd where guru nanak and his um his peers are so he goes and he doesn't see the guru everyone else sees him Mm -hmm. um but he can't see him Whoa. So he's like, yo, where's the guru at? And they're all like, he's right there. He's yeah. like, no, I can't see him. Where the fuck is he? Whoa. And so he's there on his like carpet and he just kind of flies around for a while, doesn't see him, and then goes back. It comes back the following day and was like, walked. He walked this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, because he was like, okay, well, you know, obviously I don't need my magic carpet to like yeah. show off because i couldn't even see him yeah so i'm gonna go ahead and try again and he walks into the town again and uh this time he sees the guru and the guru was like well hello why are you trying to find me and he's mm-hmm. like oh well i i couldn't see you yesterday and i don't know why um why couldn't i see you and he was just like well how could you see when like you were surrounded by such extreme darkness and he's like, darkness, but it's just, like bright outside, you know? I came yeah. here during the daytime. And he's like, is there any deeper darkness inside of you than your own pride? Whoa. And that was a lesson for him because he was like, oh, I think I understand. He's like, yeah, well, you're coming in flying to look great and to like gain my trust in you, but the birds can fly and the insects can fly like you know small things can fly and big things can fly are you trying to be like those things Mm -hmm. instead of who you are and he was like no and so the truth struck him and he he realized that he didn't need these powers these like magical powers that he had been garnering and that he could like let go of that stuff and just kind of focus in on um the oneness that he's supposed to have and he's like, use what you have to like give back to others and to give back to yourself. But you don't have to do magical things like that to, to gain the trust in in God. Wow. And I was like, oh, what an endearing story. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love those stories. I feel like Jesus had a lot of those stories too, where people would come up to him and be like, like I'm stuck in these old ways of thought, and like Jesus yeah. is like, are you? Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like. I think you're being dumb right now. And they're like, I think I'm being dumb right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It was just like that. Like he was being dumb. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's so cool. Yeah. Ooh. I thought it was cool too. Yee. I hadn't heard that story before. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. Maybe, should we just do one more? Yeah, sure. Okay. Or one more like round. Yeah. Like one more story. Yeah, yeah. Or do you want to finish? No. Okay. Yeah. Let's do one more. Oh yeah. The time. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Let me think if there's actually like a Jesus story. 
Ooh, okay. I'll do it. Okay. So in that in that vein, so I wasn't gonna tell Jesus story because I, I feel like I, I spend a lot of time there and I like know all the stories super well, but you don't know the stories really well. I don't. So yeah. <laughs> I tell some nice stories instead of just some crazy ones. Um Yeah, so Jesus, much like um Gurunanak. Gurunanak is like um, you know, he's bringing new thought into this like culture that's deeply religious, um, has a lot of thought already in it, but as he's traveling around, he's starting to gain a following and people are following him everywhere to the point where he's like traveling around Israel and he like, they're just crowds around him all the time. Just like constantly people are all around him all the time. And there's this older woman who the, the Bible says she's been, she's been bleeding for 12 years and it's not really specified like what, what it is. It might be internal bleeding. Maybe it's like she's menstruating like for 12 years constantly. Yeah. She's gone to all kinds of doctors. Her savings are run out. She's totally poor. Oh my gosh. And she like hears that Jesus is in town. And so she, she runs out into the, into the crowd. And of course, like if you're someone who's bleeding for 12 years and you're going to doctors, like you're probably not in the greatest shape. Um, but she like, she's like, this is my last chance. And she goes out, she swims through the crowd and she can't even talk to him but she like just touches his clothes and instantly she's healed. She just touches his clothes and, and she's just like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And just like having this quiet moment to herself where she's just like in this huge crowd and she's like healed after this affliction that's been like draining her savings, commanding her life forever. And Jesus like, he stops and he's like, I just felt the power go out of me. Who, 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 who was that? What happened? And people are like, oh my God, you're literally surrounded by people. Like you, someone's going to touch you, you know, like it's, yeah. you're just part of the thing. And he turns around and he sees her and she, they just like lock eyes. And she's just like, you've healed me. Like, how did you heal me? And he said, your faith healed you. You know, just the fact that you believed that like I was your last chance and that I would heal you just by like a desperate, like catching his cloak or something. You've been healed by that faith. And she, like, goes off and she just continues on. <laughs> this crowd, like, keeps going. This is literally, like, Wild. what he did is, like, he just went around and he, like, healed people who were, like, on the outskirts of society and, like, nothing big or fancy, but, like, he would always just, like, have those little connections. And That's so beautiful. Like that. I know. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. Also, like, sick people, women, if someone was, like, menstruating, it was, like, it made them unclean, right? And mm. so... Like, that was someone who should not have been, like, around anybody, you know? And so, just the fact that it's, like, all those different things and, like, wow. shows that, like, Jesus is, like, this is where my heart is. This is the focus of my ministry and, you yeah. know. Wow. It's a nice story. I really <laughs> like that. Yeah. Okay, so I found this one about, um, I think, a genie. Ooh. Hold on. So, my last story is about a farmer and a giant that Ooh. he finds in... Um, a jar in in his land. So yeah, I don't necessarily know if this is a story from the Guru Granth Sahib, and I don't think it is. So that's why I was like, you know, I'm just gonna go ahead and say that this is a Guru Granth Sahib adjacent story <laughs> because it talks about something important. Yeah. Um. So this is a farmer, and he's just farming around on his land, and he's um. Farming <clears throat> around. <laughs> he he you know, hammers or digs into a jar. And he's like, hmm, maybe there's something magical inside this. Because that's the first thing we all think when oh, we see course. A, a jar or whatever. While we're farming around. Um, yeah, and so yeah. he opens the lid and, like, sure enough, some cloud and, like, magical smoke rises up. And he's like, hmm. Uh, and then once the once the entity comes out with all the smoke, he realizes that's a giant. And then the giant says, "I will serve you and do anything that you ask me to." It's oh. not a genie, you know. It's not it's just a, a giant. magical giant. It's a magical giant. Okay, <laughs> strong and does anything that you want it to do. Whoa. Very helpful if you're farm if you're farming. Yeah, yeah. And then the man, the farmer, was surprised. It's like this really seems too good to be true, <laughs> but um, the stipulation was the giant says to him well if you keep me busy and you um tell me what to do then i won't get bored but as soon as i start getting bored i will have to eat you (gasps) (laughs) and the farmer was what a strange stipulation (laughs) okay so you know he says oh my goodness i'm stressed and he gets scared and he's anxious and he's 
he's like, how can I keep this giant from getting bored? And he's like, yeah. well, there's plenty of things on this farm that I can have him do. And so he starts having the giant do all of his farm duties. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, you know what? I'll find something for him to do and he'll never get, never get bored mm-hmm. so that he doesn't have to eat me. Yeah. And so basically he starts by saying, you know, I want you to remove all the rocks from my field and build a garden behind my hut. And the giant says, yes, master. And then just chanted some magic and then starts doing all of those things. And it's hap- it's done within a second. Uh-oh. And then he says, <clears throat> okay. He's, he, he's like, well, that was fast. I didn't think it would be that fast. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? Um, how about now you go ahead and you take out all the trees in this area and you build rows for the farm, uh, you know, seeds to be planted. Mm-hmm. And he says, okay, master. And he says the same magic chant and it happens again within a second. And he's like, oh my God, this is more serious than I thought. <laughs> and so he says a few more commands and he does them. He says, yes, master does them within a second. And then finally the farmer was like, you know what? I have an idea. Um, why don't I go ahead and tell him to build a tower? he's like, okay, giant, I want you to build this tower that's 40 meters high. And once you make it, I want you to climb it up and down um, until I tell you to stop. And then he says, yes, master, and starts doing that. He builds this tower and he starts climbing up and down it until any time that the farmer asks him, well, okay, stop doing that and make me some food. He's like, yes, master. And he comes and he makes some food and then he goes back. And... That is all a very extravagant analogy for what we are meant to do as people who try to meditate. Hmm. The giant is our mind. Oh. (laughs) And so we have this like roaming powerful creature that is our mind. And if we can get that creature to be able to do a task like meditate repetitively Hmm. and then use it when we need that's the best way to like live your life whoa so i think it's a really good analogy in kind of getting you to understand the um core practice of move mantra which is like you know repeating our prayer and like doing that all day Mm -hmm. the goal for all sick people is to be able to meditate and if you're able to meditate while doing everything else in life we can conquer that giant and then we can conquer the rest of our you know surrounding wow oh my god that's a great story i know wow yeah i'm gonna be thinking about that (laughs) just a giant yeah roaming yeah just a giant who's like if i get bored i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna fuck you up (laughs) which is what our brains do that's true that is absolutely (laughs) true man we didn't need psychology we just just have that story why did we go through the trouble? <laughs> I didn't need trauma therapy, bro. <laughs> I just gotta meditate. Yeah, it's it's a very good story. I think. Um, mm. I think I'll be thinking on it too for a little bit. Yeah. Because it definitely. That's why I made that face where I was like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> Real time reaction. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed that. Wow, I'm glad you enjoyed my stories. I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a really good episode. I like this. We yeah. should do this. We should do this intermittently when we're like, "God, yeah. I don't want to think about my trauma anymore." Uh, yeah. I don't want to be here doing the hard work. Yeah. Yeah. We just take a small break to talk about this all the great a- stories that people have like created yeah you know or this is a great recorded break. yeah wow all right well Proud that's of us. that's it for us yeah um we'll come back next week with something more serious if that's your cup of tea otherwise stick around for the next story time episode yeah yay thanks for listening bye bye